I don't know why I made that noise. All right. You're about to listen to a podcast full of wonder, excitement, and discovery. It's time for an adventure through Odyssey. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Adventures Through Odyssey podcast, Odyssey Revisited. I'm Will here with John, and three months after we recorded it the first time, we're finally <laughs> re-recording episodes 110 through 115. So it may be a shorter episode. Yes. Because... Yeah. So we're starting off with A is for attitude. Connie is convinced that having a positive attitude will enable her to overcome any problem. So what I remember of our previous discussion, which we'll go into castles and cauldrons, is it seems like an odd, it seems like a very like 80s sort of like, let's go against this popular trend or, like, this is an issue of, like, people thinking solely through positive attitude you can solve things. Yes. Like, it's definitely one that feels like it doesn't hold up as well. Because you're like, well, wait, is it so bad to have, like, a positive attitude about things? I mean, I don't think so. I think, again, I think what would help this episode is Connie had aced one test using it. Or seemingly aced one test using it. And then got cocky about it. Right, like, if she had studied real hard. And then the next day, but then, like, the night was like, yeah, let me try to be positive. And she's like, I was positive and I did it. But, like, didn't you also study for it? Right, exactly. Right. That would have helped. I mean, the episode gets real dark real quick. Yes, the kid trying to jump off the train trestle, or climbing the train trestle, not jumping off the train trestle. Yeah. Thankfully. Um, it was like crossing them, right? To yes. Get quicker to school or yeah, something. Yeah, so that's the only weird thing to me. And I know this is like probably a small town thing. I cannot believe there are apparently so many kids in Ozzy who walk to school by crossing over an active train track. Yeah, I mean, Odyssey and like the train trestles have always seemed to be pretty, like, bad. I mean, remember in, like, in later albums, that's where, like, that kid died? Yes. I mean, right, it seems, like, really dangerous, and they need to, like, put up... Right, the implication, right, the implication to me at the end of the episode is, don't do this, kids, but they say earlier, oh, all the kids are doing it, so... Yeah, it's, it's a little weird. Yes. Like, it's just, yeah, I... I don't know. I guess it would scare kids away from doing it, but in context of Odyssey, it seems weird. But yeah, I mean, I I, I would assume, because it's just such a weird episode, because it, I mean, like, maybe there's people today that wouldn't say, like, you shouldn't be positive, like, try to be positive about things, but it does seem really like a product of its time. Yes. I don't think it's a bad episode in and of itself, honestly. I would agree. Yeah, it's just kind of like... It seems like a lot. It's just a lot. John, you gotta have a more positive attitude about it. Well, I'm not supposed to. Well, that's true. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I need to, I should have re-listened to the Chris wraparound. I don't know if they ever quite landed on a, you should have a positive attitude, but that's not what's gonna carry you through. Yeah. Because people could probably use this episode to talk about being a narcissist, I almost said narcissist, anti-positive person. Mm-hmm. So, moving on. Oh, crap, I just skipped over an episode. First love, Connie falls in love with Jeff Lewis, who is not a Christian. Oh, Jeff. I know. Man, I mean, we've talked about Jeff Lewis on this show before. I mean, to bring him back 20 years later and then just have him vanish. Yes. After it seemed like they were maybe setting him and Connie to be together. Yes. Just brutal. Oh, yeah. Brutal. I mean, I always thought this episode is good. I mean, it actually, I think, is 
like, I think if you found, like, the Odyssey, like, character manual, this episode probably would be listed as, like, a foundational building block for Connie. I, I fully agree. Uh, it is, it is certainly a very heavy episode. Every time I re-listen to it, I think, oh, right, this is pretty straightforward and serious about what it is. Yeah. Not in a bad way. Also, how long has Connie's mom gone? Because they make it sound like the relationship lasts at least a couple of weeks. Yeah. It's pretty vague. Well, it's also weird because Connie's mom's not a Christian at this point. No, she is not. So it's like kind of a weird... uh... It it actually, maybe, and maybe a slightly more interesting dynamic for this episode would have been Wits pulling Connie in one direction, but Connie's mom doesn't see what the big deal is. Yeah. Just something. Yeah, I think that would have been effective. Um, yeah, it's, it's like, it's good. I mean, you feel bad for Connie. Yes. I mean, you feel bad for all Connie's relationships at this point in time. That is true. Um, especially at, like, in Odyssey. You'd have to think there's some eligible, eligible Christian men. Like, what about all these people at her church? I know. Maybe they're all married. Maybe, but... It's a good episode. It, it's it almost soured by the fact they brought him back and then just didn't use him. Well, clearly when they introduced him, he was supposed to be, hey, he's the reason we're going on mission trips. He's going to show up in a few of the missions episodes just to keep him around. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the fact that the last episode is Connie's bully comes back and is clearly still salty. Jeff Lewis was never not in love with Connie. Yeah. It's so... And even the ending's like kind of almost teasing stuff. Yes. So, I mean, I guess here's the thing. They could bring him back almost at any time and be like, yeah, I just got done with, like, a three-year mission stint. Because I'm a Mormon now. Okay. Just saying. What? Stop. People, normal Christians go... Yes, I know. But yes, that, that is definitely something they could do. I'm still kind of... What if they brought him back on a comic? I I actually don't think... I mean, they may bring him back in a comic, but... It's the it's the ambiguity of what's going on with Connie's yes. relationship. I think they either need to commit to like an episode about Christian's sing- singleness yeah. and the benefits that can come to that, or say like I'm getting with Jeff Lewis. Like even if it's something dumb, like I've been writing Jeff Lewis as he's been on the mission field. I kind of agree. Or is that gonna be? No, this sounds really bad. But like if Katie Lee dies. Yes. Are they going to, like, have Connie, like, go to the mission field? Maybe. Or she'll join Mitch or something? I don't think that. It's just, like, now with Eugene, I don't think they want to have any of the main trio die. Yes. I think Tom was a one-off case. Yeah. Which is also weird, because I feel like they did that to have this Timothy Center, like, new Timothy... Timothy Center be a big new locale yes. for Odyssey, and they just never used it. Can we just say it? Odyssey has a very bad track record of introducing new locations and never using them. Yeah, it's true. Like, it? let's be honest. What's the last new location that stuck? Penny's house. Penny and Wooden's house. Yeah, I don't even know if that. Yes, I. I you're probably the right. dump yard, kinda. Yeah, I mean it was. It's not really used anymore, but there was a period they were. It sometimes they were at the dump quite a bit. I'm trying. Yeah, I think you're right. Um. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Outside of like characters' houses, which are kind of amorphous. Yes. All right. So. 
Maybe they'll bring him back. Maybe they'll bring him back on a comic where he and Mitch fight for Connie's love because Mitch's wife passed away or something. Yeah. That's the only problem. If Mitch ever comes back and is after Connie, they're going to have to do the really dark thing of his wife dying. Yeah, I mean, I don't... I think... I don't think they can do the Mitch thing. That's my problem, is they need to do... If... Unless they introduce someone really quickly, it either has to be Jeff Lewis or, like, Jason or something. Yes. Because I don't think a Connie Love arc can be the same length as the Mitch arc was. I agree. Which was so <laughs> weird. Yes. I would also say, back to the episode for a second, this is the one of the few episodes where we actually kind of get to see Connie in school. Yeah. I, mean, I know she graduates kind of early on, but it does kind of feel like, oh, this is mostly episode 10 around Connie and her school friends, and maybe they were... T- not do a spinoff show, but like, hey, can we spin into more episodes about this? Yeah, exactly. So, who knows? I want to say, I don't, I'm not saying, I just, now, it's just curious with Odyssey, like, like, Wit, they're just going to recast, it's, this is a weird thing with, like, recasting people and who they don't recast, because they made it clear they're just always going to recast Wit. Yes. And then there's other characters who will just, like, phase off the show. Yeah. That is true. Although, you said it was Curious. That's our next episode. Yeah. Curious, isn't it? Ben and Esther become convinced Wit is getting married. Man, I mean, such a weird episode, right? Yes. I mean, it's a decent way to say, like, don't let your imaginations get away with you. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, like, right, why didn't any of these adults ask? Why didn't Tom know? Well, it's weird, especially because... Oh, Tom, wait, Tom was out of town. Never mind. Well, yeah, Tom, yeah, you're the whole right. point is Tom is out of town because he would definitely know the situation with Wit. It feels weird though because why would they assume? Oh, he's proposing tonight. Because what yeah. if he wasn't proposing? Right. I do always love this at the end when he's like, "My story." Yes, that. And Dale that is- Jacobs runs out of. Uh, Dale, don't worry. There's a there's a gallery upstairs. You can talk to one of the paintings. But yeah, no, that that is great. But I, so this is again another facet of Odyssey, especially in the early years. Sometimes they're kind of a mid-sized small town, but sometimes they're a town so small the ice cream shop owner getting married is front page news. Yeah, I. It's weird because sometimes they act odd, like, and I think probably as time's gone on, Odyssey's gotten progressively bigger as a town. Yes. Because it does feel like, especially here, like, oh, everyone knows what Wits helps everyone. And in other ones, it seems like Odyssey just has, is, like, bigger now. And, like, it's just, like, a portion of people who know Wit and, like, yes. well, interact. I mean, that's very possible. Maybe some gentrification has occurred. Um, Stop. What? Stop, please. Okay. No, but I do think you're right, because Connellsville... Maybe, I kind of always assumed Connellsville was maybe a slightly bigger city, and Odyssey's just kind of grown from that. Yeah. That, again, that's my guess. I could be wrong. Yeah. So, but I, I think this is a fine comedy of errors episode. Yeah. I, I do think it gets a little weird when you get the adults involved. Like, I think the episode today would be Maury, Susu, getting Emily involved because they see Wit doing something yeah, weird. Yeah, I think the kid stuff is all pretty good. Yes, I think that's the thing. The kids, you know, need to learn their lesson. It's kind of like... How stupid are these adults? I shouldn't say that, but... Yeah, but it is a little bit like, you get all these people. Yes, and no one is like, hey, is this what's going on? Well, I guess it's Eugene, Witt, and 
Bernard. Eugene Connie Bernard. Eugene Connie Bernard. They get wrapped up and then call people about it. Yeah, so. But still, you'd think one of them would be like. You, you'd think somebody would say, Wit's been in a secret relationship? Yeah, exactly. So, anyway, but yeah. All right, moving on to Suspicious Minds. Money mysteriously disappears from the cash register at wit's end. Connie and Eugene are determined to find the perpetrator. I always think this is a real good episode. Yes. Real good comedy on both sides. Yes. Connie with the grease paint. Yes. Um, Eugene and the electrified... uh, Uh, The electrified cash register. Cash register. But I actually think it hits pretty well at the end. Yes. Like, they're like, you guys are acting ridiculous and, like... Like, you, Wit's, like, I'm mad about it. Right. Yeah, so, I would say the conclusion of the money falling out of the drawer doesn't make sense because has the register just been open the entire time, and... Do you not know what... It, 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 it's not that it fell out, it's that it fell behind... Right, that's what I mean, that it stuck behind there, and after three or four days of them trying to find it, no one noticed the cash register wasn't closing properly? Probably it was this, is that as more and more money got stuck back there. Okay. It just became harder and harder to close it properly. That's very possible. I had to guess. Yeah. Yes. But it's like, it's like, yeah, that's a pretty simple solution that maybe they all should have thought like, Oh, is anything back there? Exactly. And this is also a very quaint moment of Connie saying she's going to buy a brand new 1967 Ford. Unless Odyssey is set in the past. I'm sure she meant used, but, um, the yeah. fact that in 1990... I think it's a brand new used 1967 uh, Ford. Okay. But the fact that in 1990, a 23-year-old car could still be considered drivable yeah. is kind of impressive. Cars were slightly better built back then. Now, someone might be driving a 23-year-old car. I'm saying I don't know if we could go to a used car lot today and find a 23-year-old car that would run. Well, if it's on a car lot, it probably would run. Okay. <laughs> hmm. I don't know how car lots work. Yeah, Will buys his cars online. Okay, be quiet. Carvana, Carvana, the sponsor of this podcast. You bought your other car. You bought your current car online. Yes, I know. Yes. All right. Speaking of sponsors, we'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wow, John, wasn't that a great ad for McDonald's new slushies? I don't know. I don't know what the ad was. Well, we're enjoying a McDonald's Hi- Hawaiian Punch slushie right now. You're not sponsored by McDonald's. Well, McDonald's runs ads on our show. Well, yeah. So maybe we are, but, like, we don't know if we are or not. It, it's that time of year. They usually run the slushie ads. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Uh, I, no, you're right. This is a good mystery episode. I know it was included in the mystery pack we had as a kid was it yes check that fact i don't think that i do not think that is true that suspicious mind wasn't in a maze of mysteries okay live fact check what i'm waiting for you to check sorry i have a game up on my computer i have to do it on my phone we can edit some of this out yes so 
Maze of Mysteries. I feel like this is also the first episode while he's looking that up where they don't figure out Bernard, but they realize what Bernard's dynamic in the group is. Yeah, I think that's fair. It's loading. Okay. Episodes. Uh, you were right. Oh! Oh! Look, I just... I remember listening to that a lot, and I don't remember it. Maybe maybe we, like, lost the disc for that one or something. I mean, that's possible, but... Yeah. I'm just glad to know I was right. Anyway. The Big Broadcast. Tom and Whit premiere a new kind of kids' radio program. Now, I think it's a little weird to call it a new kind of kids' radio program when we only ever had one kids' radio episode. It's not like a big reboot or anything, but... I like that they kind of used this opportunity to do parodies of the old radio shows the writers probably grew up listening to. Yeah, I think um, good episode. I mean, it's it's what were the three big? It's been a while since I re-listened. It was the quiz show, a Bible story, and something else. Yeah, the game show. Uh, the mystery on the road to Jericho. I think that was it. Okay. No, I, it, it's very good. I mean, also canonically important episode with Lucy Cunningham Schultz. Yes. Well, here's the only thing, though. Jimmy says in that episode, her last name is Schultz? Yeah, it's so weird. Like, it's almost like... Who wrote this episode? Let's find out. Um, it was written by... Paul McCusker. Okay, right. I've always found this weird. Like, they talk about, like, oh, what's the deal with Lucy's last name? I wonder if they intended this to be a thing that they just never, like, followed up on right, like, for could, a long time. Right, it could be, like, a stage name thing. Right, exactly. It's weird because Jimmy comments her last name is Schultz. Right, so th- that actually kind of, I don't, they didn't, I mean, they should still sort of made the truth about Zachary because it's a touching episode, but I feel like the fact that they always act like they wrote that episode to explain it. Right, it's like someone wrote that joke, and then the next episode they're like, oh, which is it? And like, Paul McCusker wasn't there, and then they suddenly go like, Lucy, and then the next one they call her Lucy Cunningham Schultz. Right. Like, they couldn't have just said it was a stage name. I mean, they could have explained by being like, oh, I heard your name was Schultz on the radio, and it's like, that was a stage name. Yeah. It could be so easy to like get rid of that where it is weird like was this intentional from the beginning exactly yeah and so one thing about this episode that i wish they would have kept doing in the kids radio episodes is it's a little lower quality in terms of it sounds a little staticky like you're listening to it on an old radio yeah my guess is like actual radio stations were either getting calling calling complaints or they were so low quality in certain areas people couldn't hear parts of the episode yeah so, but I, actually, that'd be a great feature on the club if you could put like a radio filter over the episode so there's a little bit of static. Yeah, just a, just a thought. Anyway, an act of mercy. After Tom forgives Rodney for breaking a fence and stealing apples, Rodney does not pass on that forgiving spirit. I mean, we've talked about this. Yes, episode in almost the same way before. Yes, we have. Um, first appearance of uh, Bart, right? Yes, first appearance of Bart. Who was called Bill. Yes, which I still think might be because it was Bill in the original episode and I just didn't change the line. I think that is. I think I've heard people say that's probably what it was. Okay. 
Um, it's a fine episode. It was fine the first time. Yes. I guess, I think they probably realized it was, like, a pretty good episode. Like, kind of a pretty good... Because, I mean, it's kind of late to have their, like, we are recreating a biblical story episodes. Yeah. Like, those seem like those happened near the beginning, and they get less and less. Yeah, I agree. Throughout the things. I think this is a good episode, and, like, right, they were like, we gotta make sure it's... it works. Yeah, no, I, I thought that was good. I... You're right. I I, they, I can only remember one other recreation of a biblical story episode, and it's the Jimmy cleaning the theater episode. Well, I thought we were talking, and there's like stuff where maybe I'm maybe I'm thinking wrong of like some other stuff that came up or like things. I don't know. Maybe I'm just going insane. That's very possible. But yeah, it is very possible. No, I think it's a good episode. I always wonder why Rodney's voice changes halfway through, and then changes back. <laughs> It could literally just be they recorded the first bit. He started hitting puberty, which was fine for that character. Well, no, because they it, hit it. Right. But then they had to come back for reshoots. Well, the only thing is the dude who voices Rodney was an adult when uh, they recorded it. And that's, you know, Mitch. So. It could just be that they were like, they wanted it to sound a certain way. Right. I wonder, at first, for years I thought maybe they just took the part from the Harley episode and reused it, but that's not it. So, yeah. maybe they thought, oh, maybe Rodney's voice will change when he's being intimidating. Yeah, that might be it. So, that that could be a thing. If anyone who worked on that episode knows the answer, please contact us, because it's nowhere online. All right, that wraps it up for this week. Uh, you know, Sorry if this was a little short, but we've already talked about this in, yes. our lost, in a lost episode. Yeah. Now, if you're listening to this episode a few years down the road, I'll put it back in the right order of everything else. But now, for launch time, it'll be at the top. So the next episode released will be Castles and Cauldrons. Woo. With the other stuff, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah with the f- episodes following that. So we'll see you then. I'm Will. I'm John. We'll see you next time. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.